Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. been two title change oh god it's properly gone my voice is gone it was sounding okay until you had to go into ollie davis presents the, the over the top okay yeah. so I'm, i'll just keep it at this level because yeah. it sounds okay there's been two times hard not to get <laughs> do you want me to <laughs> maybe you do the intro there were two title changes <laughs> as aew went to war with wwe nxt uh, i am luke owen dad and i'm joined by a returning oliver davis welcome to the rest of podcast channel please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here press the thumbs up button as well why don't you give us a comment down below if you're watching this video on demand or if you're watching live join the live experience chat and get in your omega chats not that he's on the show the that much these days to wrestle.com forward slash support we'll read out all of them above the five us dollar amount Poor Ollie Davis, you were at the Hustle show yeah. yesterday, so you've lost your voice somewhat. Yeah, yeah, for booing Tate Mayfair and cheering cheering Cassius. Great show. Because I, uh, go, I go to indie shows as a sort of cool, cool <laughs> wrestling thing I do. Well, yeah, I, I also lost my voice somewhat this morning, and I've had to work harder to get it mm. back because I was at the Scene Queen uh, concert in uh, Islington. I bought, you bought, the, I, you I, bought I, the T-shirt. I bought the T-shirt and everything um, because I was uh, uh, singing loudly about the Twerkle Pit. And mm-hmm. um, showing my tits in the twerkle pit, so I had a I had a good time. What's a twerkle pit? Well, it's like a circle pit, but it's for for twerking. Oh, right. Oh, so people just twerk twerk at each other? Yeah, you know, aggressively twerking at each other. Huh. In the, Sounds in the, so in the inhumane. <laughs> no, it's empowering. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Just the butt. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I mean, you can show your tits as well if you want. I'm just not Tony Storm. I don't think that's how time. twerking works. Oh, well, you know, it's up to you, really. You can you can twerk however you want. Why are you trying to like just make twerking just one thing? Which part are you gonna dance today, Bill? <laughs> the ass. Do you want to talk about dynamite? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's get into it. 
So this was the big Tuesday Night War mm. episode. Very interesting. A lot of discourse uh, going into this because, you know, the, the last time that they went head to head on a Tuesday night, the AEW uh, destroyed NXT, even though NXT had Shinsuke Nakamura return to NXT and they had uh, Rhea Ripley on the show as well. They were trying to sort of integrate some main roster stars. Uh, but AEW still beat them in the ratings. But that, but the Nakamura and Rhea Ripley of October 2022, very different star well, that, power to today. That's what I was going to say. Is because yeah. like, that was the last time that they went head to heads. Was like they had a couple of you know a couple of main roster stars mm. integrated onto the show to try and bolster the ratings, but AEW outbeat them problem there was or you know the, the difference now is that nxt was not a hot product when they, they last went head to head and aew was a very hot product when they last went head to head those roles have now very much reversed and nxt is a hot product and wwe et al is a hot product and aew is cold as bald you can just look at their you know their attendance numbers to to see that's the case and nxt then we're just like and on top of that we're in rights negotiation season so here's john cena here's cody Rhodes, here's the undertaker mm. here's la knight here's Here's all of the Judgment Day. Paul Heyman. Here's Paul Heyman. Here's Becky Lynch. So they like really loaded that up. So AEW went to war with them by putting on Danielson versus Swerve and putting on Jay White versus Hangman Page. They did a uh, the first forty odd minutes of the show were commercial free. Thank you, Christian. Thank you very much, Christian Cage. They got a ten minute overrun mm -hmm. from Warner Brothers Discovery. Two title matches, a big brawl. And some people said a very controversial angle to, to go on the show as well. So he loaded up with star power. And yeah, I think I mentioned the half hour buy-in as well with Eddie Kingston versus Minoru Suzuki. Adam Copeland's in-ring right. debut yeah. for AEW. Uh, so it was a, uh, a big, heavily promoted show. Mm. Certainly like Tony Khan sort of went off on one uh, in the days leading up to it being like, you know, hey, I think you should watch my show. <laughs> I heard he, he sort of uh, did some... Did some bald jokes. He did, yeah. What's going on there? Well, I think he's probably making fun of the fact that uh, the people who are running NXT are bald and he's still got his hair. What What a weird, <laughs> unhinged thing to say yeah, as a, the head of a company. Well, I think, <laughs> so on Monday, when he when he mm. did all of the tweets that he did and someone tweeted him, because he said like, oh, you know, I'll, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone there on Tuesday. And someone tweeted back to him and said, I'm not watching. And so he just responded to them, well, I won't see you then. Don't don't respond to those comments. And then that person responded by saying, you wouldn't see Sir Vince McMahon respond to a fan like this. And Tony Khan responded and was like, no, you see Sir Vince McMahon doing allegedly way worse things. <laughs> <laughs> and because he like went into that Tony mode, yeah. everyone sort of celebrated it. And everyone was like, hey, this is fun. This is wrestling war nonsense fun. And everyone was having a good time with the wrestling war because that's what the exciting part of this mm. is fans is that we're in the big wrestling war. This show's loading up with the, the Undertaker for no reason whatsoever other than to pop a rating and to, to beat the competition. You've got this group. Well, no, no. There's, you know, a lot of people who appeared on NXT had a real good heritage and history with NXT. Mm. Finn Balor, you know, made the Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch. And yeah, The Undertaker. The Undertaker. <laughs> and John Cena. Yeah, he came through the, the system. Yeah, well, yeah. A, a different system, the OVW system. It's all the same it's all, system. It's all the same system and it's all the same training playbooks. Yeah, yeah, look at it. yeah. Um, but you know, everyone was sort of celebrating that, and I think then Tony just the, mm. the the joyness that everyone was having got to his head, and he's like, "I'm just going to call the bald. I'm going to call the bald bastards." <sighs> it was his birthday <laughs> excitement. Had a you know big what? load of cake, You're too much cake, mm. and then you just like maybe a little bit too much diet coke, 
and and away you go. Well, of all the uh, announced things, because, yeah, like you said, loads of things announced for both shows, my favourite thing that was pre-announced was obviously Ray Phoenix, John Moxley. Yes, that is uh, <laughs> not, not a great start for them, is it? Yeah, they announced this. I think that they... Uh, clearly in the week they thought he was going to be cleared and like he was passing That's his test isn't it Given yeah that he wasn't clear when for they, that indie show <laughs> when they announced him last week me and Tim's were like huh well he's back <laughs> way sooner than i thought turns out it's because he's not ready to mm, come back yet mm. so they replaced him with orange cassidy and cassidy then won the international championship because ray phoenix is all the also quite banged up at the moment yeah so this was the first title change of the night uh ray phoenix god what probably went about three four minutes and you could tell i could tell what was going to happen right from the start of the match they're just going to get the belt onto cassidy makes sense you know phoenix wasn't i was away i was trying to keep up with stuff but he wasn't meant to win the belt no so he uh rocked marks yeah. in the in their match he did a dive off the stage at grand slam and sort of knocked him out um, but Moxley kept on going mm. and then eventually communicated to the referee, oh, no, we need to call an audible <sighs> here. I can't go anymore. And then the referee didn't quite understand that, so didn't count the three when Phoenix had the the, mm. the pin on. So Phoenix then had to hit another driver on a probably concussed man. probably concussed man. Not a good night. The uh, it, It's so weird for a title that was so consistent has has had this month period of just craziness going back and forth. But yeah, as soon as the match started, I Phoenix is selling his back. How much of that was selling, how much of that was real, don't know. And it was designed obviously to give Cassidy a quick ring, a quick win. Kind of like what I thought the FTR match was just 4 days previously, but if you heard the reports, that they're not injured. It's a storyline. Hmm. That's what the Observer said today. Oh, I did not. I actually haven't listened to Wrestling Observer Radio yet. So there is no injury. It was just to build a rematch. So, it's weird. So they're doing. Uh, it's Rocky Three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you're gonna have to explain that to me. I, don't, I haven't seen <laughs> no, the movie. No, no, no. Oh, shall I do it in Doctor Doom comic panels instead? Is that the way you? Oh yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, 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 the title change here. I the the thing I find most interesting about this title change is a. I'm sort of hoping that this can restore some balance to this title because it's been a bit of a mess mm. since Grand Slam, unfortunately, with the unfortunate injury to Moxley and then Phoenix also unfortunately getting an injury. He did a title defense against Jeff Jarrett, because of course he did, and a title defense against Nick Jackson. Should have put the belt on Jarrett. What, Just what? get it onto Jarrett. I mean, we're all think we're all thinking it. Is that is that still the the vibe? I don't want to be away for three weeks, come back and he, be like Jeff Jarrett's still the man, and everyone's not, moved on. He's not on TV anymore. Oh. That's the problem. Is that you know they realise they're too much of a good thing, so they're just giving yeah. him a little bit of time away from TV. Fair. So like you know they they then moved the, the title into a different direction. They were I, they were clearly just going to put the belt back on Moxley mm -hmm. this week. I think Phoenix was always going to drop the belt yeah. this week. I think the interesting thing outside of that though is. The story that Cassidy's had over the last few weeks, where Cassidy has been sad mm. that he's not a champion anymore. So he's just been like depressed. And him and Hook, I think they were going to go in a direction of him challenging Hook for the FTW championship because they tried to form a tag team together to get a number one contendership for the tag titles. And that they, they failed in that regard. And so on last week's show, he was like, you know, I, I thought that might, I thought I might get a title that way. Mm. And he looks at him and he's like, you know, you've still got your title. I had a title. Once. Yeah, yeah. But in this match, 
it was like a more it's like a dark-sided version of of orange cassidy and he won that belt and he was looking at it like he was gollum yeah and and also phoenix was clearly injured and cassidy not exploited it but he certainly didn't let up. No, he sort of went hell for leather on him. Mm. And like even in the post-match where, you know, Penta is like looking and being like, what the, the hell, man? Like, mm. what was that for? But even then, the best friends run down and Cassidy doesn't even see them. He yeah. walks past the best friends and they almost have to call him back to like get some fist bumps off of him. Heel turn for Orange Cassidy? I don't know if it's a heel turn. I think this is more just a, a possessive, mm. like, I, I, you know, Gollum. You know, yeah. this, this this title is dry, like the need to win this title is driving him, and then you probably have that redemption, see the light moment where you realize, no, I'm Orange Cassidy. They've they've somewhat lucked into quite a fun story here because Moxley's going to come back hopefully soon. You know, sounds like it was down to the wire this week, so maybe he's back next week or even on Saturday, and he can now say, "You didn't beat me for that belt," mm-hmm. and maybe Cassidy just ducks him because he knows that uh, it's the guy's got his number. Yeah. Or he does accept and Mox beats him again. Double tragic for Cassidy. I personally, there could have been another way you could have gone, which I, in the pre-show, because uh, there was a pre-show for this episode on YouTube only, had Kingston versus Suzuki, which we haven't se- I haven't seen, you haven't mm. seen either. But Tony Khan announced that uh, Moxie wasn't going to be cleared. We need a new person to face Phoenix. And it's Hook who comes out first and says, Orange Cassidy should have it. Mm-hmm. And that's how Cassidy gets this shot. Imagine if Hook said that he wanted the match yeah. and then Hook won the championship. And then you've got quite an interesting dynamic to play off there really good. with Hook and Cassidy. Yeah. I feel like this was Tony Khan's being like, I'm just going to be back with my safe bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. classic Khan. Classic, classic Khan. Like Rocky Waters, what's the safest route possible? I haven't seen Rocky Waters either. Or- <laughs> safest route possible, Orange Cassidy. Yeah. I can always put Orange Cassidy on TV <laughs> and it's fine and it's never trouble for me. Well, it's either Orange Cassidy or it's John Moxley. <laughs> or Hikaru Shida. Yeah. Like, was, those are my three options and I've already got her doing something else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is, you know, you can't really critique the match because it's it's like a situation forced by injury, but it is, it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing to experience and it's unfortunate that it comes four days off of what seemingly is a worked version of this mm-hmm. with FTR getting squashed in five minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think there's part of me on this one, particularly when we get into the the, the next title change, where I, I think they were always going to do a title change here. I think Mox was always destined to win the title yeah. back because Phoenix was not supposed to win the belt in the first place. So this is just a way to put the belt back onto Mox. But then it's like, okay, we're putting on to Cassidy. And when Orange Cassidy was announced in the match, I was like, okay, well, Cassidy's probably going to win then. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's the best move, but it's probably the only move that you can make at this point if you want to just try and right the ship and get back onto the story track that you were doing or just slightly deviate mm-hmm. from that story. But you're right, like, there probably could have been more interesting ways of doing it. But there probably was not supposed to be then a title change later on in the yeah. night. And I feel that that one is kind of done as the because we're combating against the other company we're you know going to war with the other company we need to do things that will make people switch the channel Mm. so we need to do things that will make people want to switch over and you know see a title change and stuff because historically title changes have moved numbers that's a needle mover january 4th 1999 is probably the most famous version Mm. of that so i think that's less in this one here this was always going to happen. You're right. Like it doesn't come great four days after the uh, the, the FCR one, but the other one, 
that the three of them combined is the one where it feels the weird like that's the way it feels really weird well the three the this this other one is Soraya versus Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship and yeah Shida won there was a bit of tomfoolery early on Ruby Soho came in dressed as a ninja uh, Brian she Alvarez attacked, uh, Jay White <laughs> uh, Brian Alvarez pointed this out she was going to use the spray paint on Shida but Shida grabbed her hand which apparently meant she couldn't use <laughs> her finger oh yeah she trapped it you know, you know how her nerves work <laughs> Uh, so Ruby Soho's sort of taken out, and then Tony Storm runs down for good measure and hits her with the shoe and chases her off. So it's just Soraya and Sheeda. Soraya still tries to use the spray paint again behind the referee's back. It's a rampage for a, a great near fall because I thought that was over because she'd already hit the rampage for mm. a two count, then hit the rampage after the spray yeah. paint for a second one. I was like, man, that's that's it. And so Sheeda kicking out was because that's like what happened with Sheeda the, the second time she won the belt in that Tony Storm match was just kicking out of all mm. of those moves, then eventually winning the belts. The that led to a holy Sheeda chant from the crowd, very witty. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a really hot finish after that moment for like the next thirty seconds it went. Yeah. And Sheeda won after exchanging a few pins, first ever three time women's champion, uh, second title change on the show. Yeah, it's it like I'm happy for Sheeda. Uh, last time this is this has literally happened in very recent memory and a lot of people were excited for change and a renewed focus on the women's division didn't happen and and i kind of thought you know as much as i love sheeda she's actually probably my favorite women's wrestler in aew i don't see where the storyline is for her whereas if they kept the belt on soraya what it's tony storm tony storm's right there (laughs) so i i was saying this to tempest in the in the like the preamble for this match, they showed a clip of Paige Paige, uh, Soraya retaining the title over Tony Storm, but made the point to say, but that was before Tony Storm was timeless, mm. and I was like, oh. Well, that sets up then the full gear match. You can do the rematch yeah. between them because now Saray's got to defend the title, not against Tony Storm, but against timeless Tony mm. Storm. And she's the hottest character in, in AEW's women's division at the moment. So we'll probably put the belt on Tony Storm there. This is exactly, I feel, the same as what happened the last time that she'd have won the belt. This is someone held up a sign, only the sign this time was we're in war with NXT. So it's like, well, put the title belt on Sheeta. Yep, there's the button. Press the title switch button. We'll put the belt on Sheeta. I don't think this means a run for Sheeta because all the stories were in Soraya's world. It was Tony Storm. It was Ruby Soho. It's a returning Jamie Hayter whenever Hayter gets back. All of the stories that Sheeta's just, you know, she was women's champion. Then she was after the, the ROH champion, women's championship for a bit. And now she's just the champion again. I don't foresee this being a big long run, and she might just be the the, the transitional champ of the women's division. Hope to be proved wrong, but that's definitely the the fear I have as well. The only bit of like levity I can put onto this, or sort of hope that I could put onto this, is maybe this can be of a a make do because they didn't do it they didn't do it right by her the last time they put the belt on her. Because she was the transitional champ to you know mm. put the belt on Soraya in, in at all in, so maybe it's oh yeah maybe so like maybe oh. and I and I'm I'm putting a lot of emphasis on the word mm. maybe here, but if you were looking this on like in typeface, it'd be very small, mm. like proper like two style font in italics. 
Yeah, two-point font in italics. Brackets. Maybe. This is a make-do. We will do a full title run where you can defend this title in front of people. What do you make? Maybe. What do you make of Tony Storm's vignettes? So I, me and Tempest have been were raving about Timeless Tony Storm last week. I thought she was fabulous Mm. on the show last week. She was great on Collision as well. I think this character is fantastic. I did not like the segments Mm. uh, this week. I feel like I'm in the minority on on that one because, like, looking at the the Twitter sphere, everyone was like, "Oh, MVP of the show!" Like her segments were the the best things on the show. But I thought they were a bit pants. I think sometimes people like to say things that there are enhanced versions of what they really feel if they were to look at it properly to 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 appear interesting. Okay. (laughs) I haven't been a fan of this character. I've said it before, before I went away. It's not like... It feels very lower mid card to me, but I can definitely see that people enjoy it. So I'm happy for everyone. It's not not working for me though. Uh, and then these vignettes, which I was excited for, because RJ's there. They're queuing it up. I thought she, you know, ready for my close. Like it was very, it's very well performed. And then I'm like, okay, I like, you know, I actually really like silent cinema. And of course you do. <clears throat> of course I do. Yeah. I've seen a film with a live pianist. What did uh, what did you study your masters in again? I did film studies, uh, film theory. It was film theory and screen practice. None of that practical bollocks. <laughs> I don't want to make films. I want to write about Lacanian theory. And you also studied class- oh, classic French cinema. Yeah, classic French cinema between the years of nineteen thirty and nineteen forty two. Yeah, yeah. It was so great you, under the occupation. Yeah. So, so you, you're a you're a scholar of the game. <clears throat> well, I wouldn't say I'm a scholar, but. <laughs> seen my fair share of keaton chaplin and lloyd uh but the so yeah like you know okay i'm excited let's see that what this this tony timeless tony storm does in a silent movie setup mm-hmm. and what it was is it was black and white and it was silent and that's about it and she did miming she just mimed it was one static shot she walked off screen and then she appeared at the other side like oh, i'm trapped in this shot it was a really when you look at like the level of production that goes into a Derby film, that's kind of what I was hoping for here. Title cards, other actors that you could have in it that she could play off. What was the plot of Lover's Lament? This, which is I, the title of the film. It was her going to the venue, <coughs> I think, because she does a lot of travelling. She yeah. gets into a car at one point and, and drives somewhere. A mime car. A mime car, yeah. yes. Um, not a car full of mimes. No. She she mimed getting mm-hmm. into a car and drove to the venue. She certainly kissed someone, yeah, but then yeah. realized that she didn't want to be kissing that person and then decided that um, it, it, she was then needed on set. And that's when she then runs down for the, the, the stop the interference with Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. And that room, I know, oh, that's why she was needed on set. It was to set up her stopping the interference. Mm-hmm. But what it actually felt like was, have you ever played a game of charades where your team just aren't getting <laughs> what you're doing? So you just keep like, okay, they're not getting that. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just do something else. And then you might be, and they're still going like, oh, a, a car. Um, no, no, it, travel, trains. And you're like, no, no. Uh, trains, uh, Shinkansen, bullet train. Um, yeah, and yeah. you just like going, keep going and going and going. And because it was silent, but apart from that like mm-hmm. rolling film sound, 
It went on for a while. So we, full disclosure though, we experienced it very differently to how people would have in the States. We were watching the fight feed. It was full screen. From what I understand, it played in the picture-in-picture ad break. Which is actually genius. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would still have made it you know, that, yeah, I'd still have made it. <laughs> <laughs> there was the my other favorite picture-in-picture picture moments uh, on this, which we also saw in the fight feed, mm. was Don Callis and Takeshita with the, the the signs. Yeah, the Sammy Guevara signs. They were doing the Sammy Guevara signs, yeah. and it was like them just letting them know that Sammy's going to come back, and when he does, he's going to wreak revenge on, on uh, Kenny Omega mm. and, and Chris Jericho. But there was still commentary so it was like Excalibur and Taz like explaining yes. the placards and when it was all done Taz just goes like you know he he could have just said that and Excalibur goes oh no we're in picture in picture so <laughs> it's only people on the fight feed are actually saying this yeah. and Taz just pauses and goes well I suck <laughs> <laughs> that's good Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, I haven't. I, I'm not logged in for some reason, so I can't uh, get up the chats. So could you? I certainly can, and I will certainly talk about your chat. So we are going to go into your Omega chats now. Wrestle.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of the bubbly to five US dollar amounts. And hey, we're in the mood to click links. When you click a link and get a ticket to our watch party for Crown Jewel 2023 at the Long Arm Pub and Brewery, we are going to be doing a live edition of No Holds Board. 
before as our pre-show uh, and then we're going to be watching crown jewel together and raising money for charity mm. along the way with a fun raffle time we've had uh, great times down at the long arm pub and brewery so we're looking forward to seeing you all there on november 4th and it's at a, a reasonable time mm. reasonable time also like you know we're looking ahead elimination chamber next year will start at 10 a.m for us oh so we can do some like morning drinking australia yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, when the World Cup's in a different country. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, well do... obviously it would be, but in like a different time zone is what I meant. Yeah. We'll, we'll just all drink Fosters. Mm. Or cork hats. Yeah. Anyway, you're OMHS. Um, John, uh, we've kind of split the chats up there for this week. We've got them in AEW and in NXT because there were two shows and some people actually have criticized us for not doing an NXT show mm. uh, this week. AEW just does better numbers. It's just that. Historically, that's why we're doing an AEW show. Uh, but John kicks us off here to say, a lot of criticism on the MJF quarter thing, but I couldn't imagine it wasn't Max's idea. <clears throat> really more annoyed that Jay White has been rather boring on the mic, and he feels like he's high off his own fumes. The crowd clearly prefers MJF, and it shows. I, I love Jay White, and I love the Bang Bang Gang, and, you know, I haven't... I've not been watching wrestling shows for the last three weeks, been keeping up with the news, although I did go to the DDT show, which was excellent. Um, so this was like my first TV wrestling show. I was having a great time. I love the opener with Danielson and Swerve. Boom, boom, boom. When Jay White came out with the rest of the Bullet Club Gold on their Big low ride tricycles, I was like, this is wrestling. They, I love this act. I love Jay White. I love how he wrestles. And I like his style of promo. I think it's different from everyone else. Yeah, we have actually, though, this is not the first time this has come up. Mm. So we've, like, the last few weeks when me and Tempest have been doing the show, we've had lots of people, like, old Shane being like, I don't like Jay White's promos. Oh. I think Jay White is a bad promo. And me and Tempest are being like, I don't get this because I think yeah. he's an awesome promo. He's a different promo. He's a different promo. Yeah. And, like, I think it's unfair to say, like, oh, the crowd clearly prefer MJF because I think that yeah. would happen against everyone. He's yeah. the most over baby face that they have at the moment. This promo he cut was like, I got such big rock vibes again. Yeah. When he did the full-on babyface fire bits. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Um, and uh, on the, 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 the quarter thing, we'll get onto it in a little mm. bit. But yeah, the report is from Five Force Legs. It was. Uh, mm. it, it's something that he has he really wants to do and he thinks it's important for his character. And although it's a, a rocky week to do it, there's that word again, uh, he's doing a podcast appearance or he's doing like a, a, a personal appearance about anti-Semitism. Mm. So he wanted to do it this week to play off into this appearance that he's doing on Thursday to talk about anti-Semitism. Yeah, I think with, obviously, one of the consensus things about AEW is how uh, positive their work culture is. You know, obviously there's backstage scuffles and things, but, like, Tony won't make someone do something if they don't want to. Yeah. So, I, you know, this, and, you know, Max got a lot of sway. I can't see him ever doing anything like this if it was forced upon him it's to me it's clear that it's something he wants to do um so all the power to him uh samad ali says hi guys hope you're well a bit sad to see copeland get flack for last week's low ratings but what a wild tuesday it was all my fate all my my all-time favorites taker and copeland closing out both shows <laughs> what reality is this yeah. is it my actual birthday so every year we say wrestling's not going to get any weirder and then you say sentences like you just said. Yeah. Well, we, when he uh, debuted in Wrestle Dream, 
it was like they just copied the code from 2k23 and put it into fight forever because <laughs> it it's exactly the same yeah. uh, tempest was watching over my shoulder when he was <laughs> wrestling and he said it's, it's an optical illusion yeah. because i'm watching edge wrestle in mm. aew but i i can't I still can't quite imagine because it's exactly Edge. It's got the same types, yeah. the same music, and everything. But yeah, we'll get onto that in, in a little bit. Hannah says, "Adam, Adam, <laughs> hello, lovelies." So, an insight to my psyche is: I like smart but totally stupid. I want to think, even if it's simple. I like people like Norm Macdonald and Alan Partridge. I like Copeland and Cage's shows, but I'm sub to my fave Brit. Uh, compliments, of course. My AEW, we have the right to. We have the right mix of what I love: dark, kind of silly humor the christian and copeland stuff mjf being a little too far tony has got it down pat right omg brilliant i know i'm a heel lots of love hashtag golden joe finally coming around to <laughs> the real star well, i mean we all do like a little bit of alan partridge around mm. these parts norm norm, norm was great yeah um <coughs> charles turner here has been a member for 25 months in a row said so the jericho versus hobbs match was just cena versus lesnar at summer yeah i think it's unfair to say that any squash match or decimation matches like because the thing is that the, the scene at lesnar match had been done before and it's been <laughs> and, and it's been done since and cena won the first one <laughs> yeah. i think specifically that just like dominating mm. and also like the, the difference with the lesnar cena one as well is that that was for a world title in the main event of SummerSlam, and like no one expected like i remember like lance storm reviewing that match being like i've never seen a world title match yeah. like that in my life I've seen matches like that but never a world title match i thought it was really well done though i thought hobbs looked incredible yeah nick Corvello, hey guys i'm just so happy that she'd unexpectedly won last night but i gotta say why in the hell was almost everyone getting automatic rematches lately except her maybe she hmm. should have a friend like hook who can constantly remind and vouch for that oh it's because aw don't care about the book in their women's division ah oh, there you go um Tony here says, I think it would be neat if OJ would tell the story that no one can bear the weight of the international title but him, with mm. Mox and Ray both falling to injury after a month, but Orange Cassidy worked hurt for months. I mean, that's that's a great story for most other wrestlers, but I, d I don't see how Orange Cassidy can cut that kind of promo or, or even turn heel via that promo. However, I've been wrong every turning point in orange Cassidy's career like, there's no way his character will do that no way he will do that and he knocks out the park every time kid Cuddy here said the wrestling part of aew was great that's not the problem the problem is decision making so you throw hobbs back into a group and give him a squash match the same night you give wardlow a squash match you hot potato two titles to lose their credibility which just screamed mm. i don't know what to do with these belts but want to make a splash but hearing this through the whole aew run but wrestle talk y'all ain't tired of hearing swerve got over and defeat yet hangman was supposed to lead to a mega push but it's the same old same old i care more about the dance now uh, than him to be honest but you let juice get the anti-semitism so uh SM anyway nxt was a wild ride wasn't it lose battles win war vibes good luck to both yeah well with the um what was the the, so, swer the swerve stuff so i i agree i think it would, you know obviously it'll be better if swerve just won one 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 faces mjf but i i do feel like he came off looking really good in that danielson match he did uh, so I, yeah, it's not perfect, but I thought they actually did a great job with it. 
he the, the 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 page match has done wonders for him in terms mm. of he now feels like a credible main event. The whole feud. Yeah, and the same thing is now with the Danielson match. Like he was in a match with Danielson, and it didn't feel like oh, it's weird that you're in this match no. against Danielson. Danielson feels like he's in the wrong place, or Swerve feels. And it just felt like, no, you are two of the top stars vying for a, a prize that does feel like yeah. a top prize in the company right now. So I think that, he, and at the end of it, and the fact he's continuing on that feud with Page through the, mm. the Prince Nana stuff is means that he is still within that top title picture uh, one loss does not mean the, the the end of one's run how long have i been talking about prince nana by oh, the way oh i know and i feel like while i was away everyone fully got on board <laughs> um and i think there is a difference between the two squash matches as well yeah yeah they are different yeah. massively different mm. one of them was a squash match the other one was a decimation of a legend. Like those are two very, very different things, which is why you can do both on the same show and not feel like they're carbon copies of each other. I think if you look at it base level, you could probably look at that, but I, there's a much bigger picture there. I do agree with the title changes, though. They oh did, yeah, they, they didn't they they didn't feel full of substance. Well, that's what we were saying earlier. Is like I think if, I feel like the international side one is due to injury, mm. and they're just like let's just put the bell on this but the shade one just feels proper reactionary and i don't i still don't think it was the right call should we get into the main show though yeah let's let's review the rest of the show uh which opens the actual broadcast not the uh, the, the half hour pre-show with christian cage in the production truck the face of tnt the face of warner brothers media to let you know that i have got the first half hour plus of this show commercial free yeah what a heel <laughs> And he just goes, one of you idiots, start the show. I actually, one of you a-holes. Oh, did he? Did he? Uh, it's the Canadian accent. Speaking of, when it's when the show started, there was a show, a sign in the crowd. Did you see it? Stop using Canadian destroyers. Yep. That really popped me. Yeah, stop so that's ha- funny. Stop having fun in matches. <laughs> there were a lot of dumb signs uh, on in this uh, in this crowd. I feel like the AW live audience has definitely changed into that. You know when NXT was great and then it suddenly became, oh, a bit smarky with that crowd? Mm-hmm. I feel like something's happened over the last six months to well, re- further the same in AEW. Wrestling signs sort of, as, as a general, have kind of got that feeling. Mm. A lot of people just be like, remake this game that I like from the Sega Saturn. So, because that way, you know, Mafia will do in Botchamania. Yeah, or, or a Simon Miller sign to get on ups and downs. Get on ups and downs. But <laughs> someone had a sign on the show that said, name a good Sonic game. I was like, Pfft. I mean, give us a challenge. Like, <laughs> like that. Do you, is... want, do you want to? Well, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. If you want to use Sonic 3 because it's half a game. But if you want to put Sonic 3 and Knuckles in the, the, mm. the one thing to make it a full game, yeah, it's one of the greatest games ever made. What's the one I like with the, the Shadow one? Shadow the Hedgehog? Yeah. Or is it or Sonic Adventure 2? I think it's that one. Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, I yeah. love that game. I mean, that game's great. Uh, Sonic Spinball. You know, the, the pinball game one. Mm-hmm. Not everyone loves it, but I've got a lot of nostalgia memories for it because I got it for Christmas 1994. 1993? Well, the show opened with Swerve Strickland and Brian Danielson, which we've already kind of covered. Great back and forth match. They went at it right away. Swerve is just so uniquely... He's got such a unique offense. There was a moment when he suplexed Danielson up on the outside. So Danielson's legs hooked over the top turnbuckle 
and that was to set up Swerve going round and hitting the Swerve stomp off the top rope onto the apron. Mm-hmm. I was like, what a what a madly inventive way to get into that position. I love the way he just sort of like does little handspring motions to get like to transition into moves and stuff, yeah. like almost like capoeira dancing. It's, <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Also, I thought that they mic'd the crowd, considering how mm. small this crowd was. This sounded way harder yeah. than some dynamite shows that have had ten, to, like you know, three times as many people in the building. This honestly sounded like a packed old house, and it wasn't. Mm. So Prince Nana put the crown on the on the ring apron, distracted the referee. Swerve is going to use it, but then the Hangman comes down, takes the crown away, and then that leads to. Danielson getting the finish. Uh, what was the finish? Was it a tap? Uh, no, it was the the knee plus. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he'd um, like there was a great moment when Danielson like had his back worked over and he ran at the post. He's been mm. selling the right side of his body since the the Akada injury. Like that played a huge part into the, yeah. the Zack Sabre Junior match. The actually incredible match they had at Wrestle Dream. And so he runs at the post, but lands like hard on that side. So yeah. he just sort of like buckles down from it because he is not quite there on just resting on one side mm-hmm. of his body he's still trying to teach himself on how to do that and they got some great like because they got a house call off of that the swerve stomp Danielson kicked out that was such a good near fall JML driver from out of nowhere mm. for another great fall but that's when you had the Prince Nana try to use the crown the same way that he got the, the cheat win against Paige mm. uh, Wrestle Dream but Hangman Page yeah. shows up from out of nowhere and stops Prince Nana from getting involved and Danielson hit the knee plus for the win. Incredible match. Yeah, very good. A bit predictable. I you know, I always thought Danielson was going to face Christian because this was the setup who faces Christian on collision for the TNT title. Which is also going to yeah, do bad really in the ratings because that's been moved. It's on, a, it's on an earlier time this week. Oh, what, 7 till 9 again? Yeah. That was the same last week, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I, so I think that whenever you move things, like, you know, moving off a Tuesday is going to do bad numbers, but or moving it to yeah. a Tuesday, rather. But if you change time slots, it's just... And I think it's DVRs and stuff. Anyway. Samoa Joe got a vignette saying he's coming for that AEW championship again. Yeah. this it's is exciting. It's the same promo that he kind of cut last week, mm-hmm. and that style of promo that he did. It's very, very cool. It almost feels Business like it, Joe. It's Main like, event mafia Joe. Oh, that's what it is. He's bringing it back. Yes. He's got the call to Big Kev. And he's like, <laughs> Kev, who else? Oh, I can't have Booker T in the group. Um, probably not Angle. Who else is there? Sting. Sting. <laughs> uh, then we got the... <gasps> Matt Morgan. <laughs> I think it's Halivator time. <laughs> Chris Jericho then took on Powerhouse Hobbs, which was the aforementioned squash match. I think it was six spine busters and then two... Uh, world's strongest slams on Jericho. Jericho got like a code breaker and a walls in, yeah, but desperation code. Breaker. Yeah, but like, yeah, Hobbs just kicked out at not even two, I think. Uh, and then after the second world's strongest slam, Hobbs just like paused, didn't go for the cover right away, paused for a good few seconds, put his knee on Jericho's face, so not even covering the body. One, two, three hugely dominating win. And then Jericho is written out for the rest of the night. He's, you know, he's been tended to backstage. He's not unconscious, not immediately stretched out. But then the commentators say, yeah, he's been taken to hospital. So, you know, to put over the dangerousness of the Don Callis family, mm. they, put, uh, they said Omega's not clear to travel at the moment after the attack last week. 
So like they are telling the story that the non callous family are like this vicious, vicious group. I love like, that. They will put you in the hospital. They won't just like beat you in matches. I thought this was a really effective like decimation of Jericho. Mm. And they put it over hard on commentary. It's like I've never seen Jericho beaten like this. Like that man right there is a legend mm. of this sport. And he just play, he just like ragdolled him around and just beat him without breaking a sweat. And I mean it was a proper like it's a, a a smart Jericho thing as well. Like you can always tell when Jericho is going to to win a match. Like particularly when he was in WWE, he did this a lot. He hit the move and then would pause and slowly get into the mm-hmm. cover because he knows it's the end of the match. It makes your finisher look even yeah. more impactful because actually you beat them after ten seconds rather than three. So like Hobbs did almost like a very Jericho thing of like yeah. pausing, yeah, yeah. putting the knee <laughs> in the face. I just hope this does more for Hobbs. Than the action Andretti uh, lost did. Well, they they obviously had no plans after that. At least with Hobbs, he's with Callus. I'm really excited about the Callus family because, and it's not something I've really realised until now. A lot of what AEW has done to push its younger talent is put that younger talent with established talent. Makes total sense. Mm-hmm. But they haven't been able to really ever convert it. You know, Powerhouse Hobbs has gone from Team Taz. He's gone to QTV and now here. Didn't work out the other times to make him, to elevate him. Sammy Guevara has always been in Jericho's shadow. Daniel Garcia's bumped from group to group. Even Wardlow, like Wardlow was, well, I guess, you know, in the pinnacle at some point and he burst out of that. But that, that they're, they're having trouble getting the younger talent from out of the leader of the faction's established talent's shadow. But what you got with Don Callis is just, is it four? Who's it? Takeshita, Guevara, Hobbs. Sammy. I said Guevara. Oh, sorry, yeah. Guevara, Takeshita, and Hobbs. It's just the three of them. Maybe I fancy booked Osprey in there. In oh, head. yeah, no, Osprey is part of the family. Yeah. Just because he's not signed to AEW, it's just... Yeah. So he, the... he is, he's a Don Callis associate. Mm. But those three guys, there's no established wrestler in that, you know, like veteran big star mm. power wrestler. Instead, you've got Don Callis, who's very established, one of the best heels in the business, but he's a manager and his inherent purpose is to not overshadow his performers. It's to enhance them. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how this tactic plays out mm-hmm. as opposed to what AW have done so far, which even like, you know, even Derby, he still, Sting feels bigger than Derby, obviously. Because mm, it's Sting. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I think this might be the solution for these three guys to genuinely break out. Yeah, Hobbs feels like a guy that they have wanted to push since day dot, mm. which is why they put him in groups and stuff, or you know, put the TNT title on him, giving him the the book of Hobbs vignettes yeah. and stuff. But nothing's clicked. It's the same thing with Sammy. Like they've done a lot with Sammy to try Garcia. and get him over. Garcia's no one, but like Garcia finally has found his thing that's clicked, which is his wacky dance. But I hope he. I mean, is he still going with Callus? Because Callus was loving that dance a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they haven't really done much with that since. But I think that's supposed to be a Sammy thing. But Sammy's not clear at the moment, so you can't really continue that story on. I guess without Sammy. Um, but yeah, like it feels like there is a group of guys that they have tried a lot with, and none of it's really clicked. I'm hoping that this is the one that clicks, and mm. we'll get onto the Wardlow thing in a minute, and things potentially. Well, I hope click can click again. Uh, Adam Cole is at Roderick Strong's house. The Strong, the Strong House. What do they call it? The uh, Stronghold. Stronghold. Uh, so I've. This is the first of these vignettes that I've seen. I understand they've been going at least yeah, one week. At least one week. Yeah. 
And oh my God, Matt Taven. <laughs> Matt Taven. Thank you. Oh, what? Have you been saying this as well? I've been saying this for years, <laughs> Matt Taven. Oh, yeah, of course. Cool. Yeah, yeah. We all love Matt Taven. But in this, there's a moment when they're all on the couch and Matt Taven's holding a giraffe, which is, of course, the mascot of this team because it's got the strongest it's got the neck. strongest neck they fight with their necks and he's explaining this to adam cole and he does, he says look have you seen how they fight and he starts doing an impression of a giraffe whacking its head round with its long neck and no one else is breaking you know it's not one of those things mm. where all the usos are, are laughing at Sami Zayn saying that's not very usy but taven is making himself break <laughs> And it brought me so much joy. I thought he was hilarious. I think both him and Bennett, like, just, they they elevate everything. Everyone's so good in these, yeah. in these segments. And the, I said this on the Tempest last week. My favorite thing about these is they're filmed the same as the Max mm. friendship things. So those, those slow-mo shots and everything. But now it's not him having fun. It's him doing chores. While the Kingdom and Roderick Strong just sort of like are watching him. Almost like getting turned on by the fact that he's doing so much work for them. He was cutting the grass for them this week on his little tricycle thing and his little trolley thing while also pushing the grass. And it goes like, Oh, you missed a bit. It's like, I'll get it when I do the other side. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get on the way back. And they... Well, perfectly able-bodied Matt Taven and Mike Bennett Can't are do just it. standing there. And they also make note as well, <laughs> there's no cell service at Roddy's yeah. house, which is why he can't call Max. And there's no TV. It's the devil. So he's not been able to keep up with Dynamite and Collision. He doesn't know what's going on with MJF at the moment. Does he say TV is the devil? Yeah, he says, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's the devel. Oh, well, that's, uh, I guess that's linked to Max. I, I exactly, put that yeah. together. Yeah. Um, and so Adam wants to leave, but Roderick Strong just asks for just one mm. more thing. He's like, Adam, I just want one more thing from you. What do you think the one more thing's going to be? Some kind of misery scenario where they just break his ankles and put him in bed? Oh, I don't know. Because I love the fact they are, they're putting this over that he... It, they are delaying him getting surgery because mm. that's why Adam wants to leave. It's not just we can call Max and sort of check in on him. He wants to leave to go and get surgery, yeah. but the kingdom are delaying his recovery. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Ray Phoenix had the match. We've already covered that. We had the RJ City uh, Tony Storm instruction for Lovers Lament, which we already talked about as well. Wardlow squashed Matt Seidel. More of the same from last week, I understand. About six power bombs and referee called it off. Yeah. I, I thought he looked great. He, do, he does look great. I, I had this with Tempest last week, and I don't want to sort of just repeat what I said then, but I just think just doing what you did the first time around and hoping that it lands for a second time is a big ask. Mm. Um, I didn't spot as well, actually, and it, people didn't spot this on the broadcast, but when they released like the, the high-res images that they released out to the press, on his wrist tape, he'd written MJF on mm. his wrist tape. So it's kind of like they're setting up Wardlow to be a future contender to MJF's world title run. And... Like, I don't think anyone could have foreseen him going into the match almost as the heel versus MJF yeah. as the baby face. So like maybe that's your winter is coming <clears throat> match. And I think, again, that's the difference between this is a squash match versus the powerhouse Hobbs one. I really like how and Max talks about it later when he's trying to get Adam Cole on the phone. Like Samoa Joe wants to come for me. I've got this match against Jay White coming up. And then you've also got what you just said there, Wardlow bubbling away. Uh, so you know we already talked about Swerve I love it when the champions feel like just they're being attacked from all sides because yeah. everyone wants the most precious thing in the company which is the 
the world championship. And it's so great to do it with Max, recently turned babyface Max, mm. who has no friends, yeah. or at least thinks that he doesn't have friends. And his only one friend that he's got is not Max there Caster. The oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got Daddy Magic being annoyed with Daniel Garcia for checking on an injured Jericho. I, I thought we resolved this uh, about a couple yeah. of months ago. Yep. I thought they broke up. Yeah, but, you know, he's also human. Jericho then did a face turn, I guess. Mm. I, I've i said it time and time again. Jericho is the least interesting side of this uh, Don Callis storyline. But it's, he seems to be takes the up a lot of time. And he seems to be the focus of it. <laughs> also, should say as well that while I'm, you know, I don't know if the Wardlow thing will click again. It was massively over on this. Show. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Hangman Page then took on Jay White. This is where I realised again how much I love Jay White, how much I love Juice Robinson, and how well the guns fit with them. Mm. Oh my, I love this faction. Love this, everything about them. They, this isn't even their coolest entrance. I know, like they're they're, they're full on entrance, but they have the swinging, the, the guns entrance, basically. The Michael Bay bad boys entrance, yeah. It is amazing what Collision has done for this group. Oh. Just a little bit of like TV time and a bit of focus on them as a group, and they now are top contenders to the the world title and feel like they belong in that world title program. And you've got another thing how you can do. And uh, uh, the acclaimed going up against Juice Robinson and the guns yeah. for the trio's titles. If only like this was how Jay White was booked from the moment he came in, mm-hmm. like I said. And a little bit more rewriting of history, you delay that guns title win. The guns winning the tag team titles from FTR on the collision episode over the weekend in a five-minute squash. This version of the guns... While they're going for the world championship. Again, like rewriting of history because I said, well, you couldn't do the guns because they were in the fatal four way at Wrestle Dream to earn a title shot. So it'd be really weird if you just put them in a title shot after they failed to earn a title shot. Well, just don't but, do that. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I was about to say, you rewrite the history, don't put the guns in that match. Yeah. Maybe put Starks and Big Bill in that match and just mm-hmm. switch them rounds. So White took on the Hangman Page here. Not really for anything, just, just a big match, right, on yeah. the card. Um, big- NXT's on the other <clears> channel. <throat> because he could do, like, you know, Jay versus Hangman to fight uh, uh, MJF would be would have been a nice bit of stakes for it, I guess. How was Jay White set up as the... Was it just accepted? Yeah, so he challenged Max, basically. Like, he came out and established himself as the, the next contender for this belt. Mm. Yeah, that could have been... That could have been decided by this match, mm-hmm. which I think would have been a, a much better way to get I everyone over. would agree. But even the way they did it, it worked. Mm. Because like when they announced that Jay White, it was like genuine... Ex- the, the excitement in the building was like, <gasps> Jay White's going to challenge MJF. So it did work in the way they did okay. it. Not to say that your way is wrong, because that narratively works. <coughs> but it's the, the way they worked did it the crowd, also yeah. worked. Uh, I thought Hangman's selling of the knee here was great, because Dave Bradshaw was teaching me about selling last night. And he said there's registering and there's selling registering is when you get initially hit and you're like oh that's the right and then selling isn't that part apparently just been saying the wrong thing forever people on the internet (laughs) using insider terms incorrectly that's that's impossible selling is when you know it's like a minute or two later and you're still selling the effects of that move you registered so i was like this is fascinating so i was watching this i was like hangman page is selling this is selling. <laughs> and he's doing it in a way where he's trying not to so, to show people my leg hurts. I think it was his leg. It was his knee. Yeah, it was. It was his knee. Um, oh, yeah. And, and running after uh, Prince Nana at the end, and he's limping, but he's trying to go for it. 
I, Hangman Page was excellent. I really enjoyed like the uh, the knee breaker on the apron to like keep working with the, the constant use of the dragon screw, mm-hmm. tying into his own history, doing the dragon screw, then doing the air guitar as mm-hmm. like you know it's all. I've overtaken Hiroshi Tanahashi, and I thought it was some really, really great stuff here. The buckshot reversal into the Blade Runner was yeah. fabulous because it was just that little stumble off the knee mm. that allowed White to get the Blade Runner in. But then Hangman reversed that into the dead eye. Really, really like yeah. this was a great, great match. As you'd expect. As you'd expect. Yeah. Like, you know, Hangman had. <laughs> a- if it hadn't been for Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr., the best technical wrestlers on the planet, having the best technical wrestling match of all time, <laughs> it would have been Swerve and Page as like, you know, that would have been a match of the night, match of the year contender. It's just Page is on a bit of a, a run at the moment, but it's a losing run. And I think he's the most interesting when he's losing. But that's it. Like <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff you can do out of Page with that. And he's the only member of the elite that's sort of around at the moment because mm. the Bucks have been like they're they're sort of helping with Omega because Omega's now out of action. But I, that again brings me to the question I've got, which is like, why not just have Omega on the show all the time? Why aren't we just building the company around him? Um, he's going through one of his bored phases. <laughs> so MJF comes out. Oh, sorry. The finish of the match was Nana hit Hangman with the crown, which was a revenge from the opening match because Hangman uh, interfered in the swerve match. And then White rolled up Page for the win. With a hook of the tights. Nice stuff overall. Um, so MJF comes out afterwards and... I thought Jay White got some great heat from the crowd. Great heat Saying, from the crowd. Shut the week. F up. And you're like, well, I, that to me says his promo style works yeah. and riles people up. Um, and the, what I think Max is really, really good at just making it super clear. Here's what the next four weeks of TV looks like. Or here is, here is, here's where we're at now. Here's where we're going to get to. And here's a few milestones in between it's you know like you've got to defeat these five guys which is obviously the next six weeks of tv plus face me at the pay-per-view and this version was uh of course it was jay white saying this stuff but it you know it's, it's such a template of mjf feuds that it feels like it's max driven jay white said he's not going to give the championship back unless you can find three friends and you can face us in an eight-man tag and we'll Maybe I could give that back to you then. So that that's coming before their full gear title match. And then Juice Robinson puts over, oh, it's the battle royal for your diamond ring next week. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take that from I'm you. I'm going to take that from you. And it's two winners, isn't it? It's the last two people of the battle royal. They face each other the following week for the ring. Uh, the way they set up on this one is whoever the winner is will face MJF for the ring. Right. So it's to set up Dukes versus Max, I guess. Okay. So, but that's two weeks of TV right there, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. And yeah, by that point, you're at the end of October, and then you've got about three weeks for full gear. I just, it's, it's neat, and it's it's not predictable. It's it. I like the way it's laid out. It's clear. Me and Tim were last week with the uh, Adam Copeland and Christian promo. <laughs> My favorite thing about that promo was it was just. Adam Copeland saying, here's the next six months of TV, yeah. and here's the next six months of this storyline. And it's great. And it's, and I, I thought that Jay White was really, really great in this, because Max was firing up about, mm. you have not earned that belt. I am still working to earn the mm. right to hold that belt, but I am the best wrestler in this planet. I'm the, I'm the best wrestler on this planet, the best wrestler in this company. And he even did the CM Punk yeah. line of like, you know, I wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, hoping to be a better man. And I'm really trying to do that. I feel like I have earned that title, but you have not. You can do. 
by mm. be, you know by beating me for it uh, at full gear but you have not done that just yet well he said what well, one day you will be an AEW champion but it's not today yeah so he's putting over like it's such a great baby face way to make to elevate everyone but i like jay white's response to it, which was like no no, no you, like he genuinely seems to believe he is the world champion mm. and is like you have not earned the right to have the belt <laughs> back yet and like i thought it was really great you got to beat me to win i also love as well that he talks about the the uh, the, the Bang Bang Gang having five members because cardboard switchblade switchblade is behind him, and they're all kneeling. <laughs> you know, all of them. They're just like, and the camera's looking up at them. It's such a. Oh, I just love the way they act. Yeah. Um. So then after that, when you know, after Juice lays out the diamond ring battle royal sequence, that's when he says that he's got a present for you, and he what it, Juice's weapon of choice is a fistful of quarters. Yeah. So he gets like the long running as part of his yeah, yeah. going back to the New Japan days. So he gets out like the the tube of quarters that he's got. And it's got your name on it, and it has Friedman written on it, and. The crowd, like, I don't know if they couldn't see it. Juice even says, I don't know if you can yeah. see this because it wasn't getting a reaction. So it's like, was that not a reaction because it was... Uh, uncomfortable? Un- yeah, was it uncomfortable or didn't they know what was happening? And they, you know, never like outwardly said it, but the the implication was there and it certainly got to Max. You know, Of course, Max twice now on, on TV has given what appears to be a shoot part of his real life history and he's woven it into his kayfabe character where when he was at school he experienced anti-semitic bullying the worst uh incident in that was when um some kids threw coins at him yeah but after pretending to be his friend yes which would you know that sort of informs all of his problems with having friendship and trust in his aw run it's such such good character work um and then that touched a nerve for max understandably and he just became yeah just like really emotionally charged given the history i thought max the way max suddenly went from wrestling promo i'm gonna take back my title to no i'm that is too far you've gone too far i thought just performed to perfection and also it's it was uncontrolled Mm. anger because he just walked away like didn't even have like you know a witty MJF response or an MJF style response. No, he just walked away from what he saw because it was, you know, it's a, it's a triggering experience for him. It is a incredibly, and, and you look at the reaction to this online, an incredibly controversial angle for them to do. We, we talked about this before, it's like it'd be an incredibly controversial mm-hmm. thing to do and they are going with it. It's Max's thing that he's wanted to do reportedly, Quantify for Select, uh, the best $5 in the business. And he wants to do this particularly in this week because he's got this appearance uh mm. talking about anti-semitic bullying and he wants to tie this all in together it's a, a hell of a week to pick to do it mm. but yeah it, it's got people talking but like it's it's some people like it a lot of people don't i've kind of got sort of i'm not a religious person so it doesn't affect me in any in that way so all i can do is just open up my ears and just hear that some people find this massively offensive and some people find it a bit of television storyline mm. and I, I understand both sides um but that's why i, I it, i'm not a religious person it doesn't affect me in that way uh we've already spoken about tony's movie which was next and soraya and sheila and the title change uh callus and Takeshita with the card oh no before that so that's where they announced that jericho's been taken to hospital uh-huh. and, it's, and like except i was like i'm gonna you know some very i've got to make a very sad announcement now 
uh, and I was like, oh man, like what, what next? No, who's like, injured now? Who's injured now? And then it was a storyline one, and I was like, oh, okay, that's better. <laughs> and then Tony Chabot was like, but I've got the better announcements to uh, make. <laughs> it's like on Bake Off. I've got the very sad news this week. I'm saying who's going to go home. Which means I've got the nice job this week. Um, and it was the announcement that they are donating over $1 billion worth of toys for Toys for Tots uh, this Christmas. $1 billion? That's what you said, yeah. I didn't. I well, must maybe, not have heard maybe it. Maybe like one million dollars or something, but like, yeah, they're, they're doing it a lot of money to it. But I mean, there is a big. It can't be one billion. There's a difference between a million and a billion. Maybe I've just heard billion so much these days. Maybe it was a million. Because now I've said it out loud, that seems like an insane amount. That's of an money. insane amount. Like unless they're saying it must well, have been one million. The, these are uh, really first edition toys, so we are giving it a value each toy that. <laughs> Each toy that's cost us about three bucks to make. I've read a billion of my notes. It was only saying it out loud. I was like, that's insane. It can't be that. Yeah, just AEW casually donated the equivalent of a minor GDP to a minor nation's in, gross domestic product. In action figures. <laughs> Which then themselves are their own currency. I've been to Comic Con. Oh yeah, you got you got a good one billion sweet deal with Universe uh, with <laughs> Peacock, Brothers. have you? Have you WWE? We're just gonna casually drop that to some charity. <laughs> what a big bull move on Tuesday night! The Tuesday night wars. Take that, you bald bastard! Yeah. Where's your one billion dollars worth of toys, Mattel? Boo that! It's the charity. Do you imagine how much toys that would be? The kids would be like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I can't got, live anymore. the action men? Like, I'm just... We can't, we can't live in our house. It's full of luchasauruses. <laughs> we can actually build new hospitals <laughs> and new cherry buildings with just the boxes. We could have melted down for parts. I can make... Think of all the new limbs I can make here. <laughs> 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 but then Callis got his promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rene was with Max backstage. He's trying to ring Cole. He gets through. There's a bit of a good connection, but then it breaks up. I thought Max was really good here because, you know, we'd just seen him dig up those triggering pass things for him, and he went right out to the back and he called his friend. Yeah, because Rene was, was like, I'm honestly, I'm not in the mood to be interviewed right now. I just want to speak to a friend. And it's like, you know, the, he's before he didn't have any friends to do this with. And now he does, and I—it's it's a beautiful—it's a beautifully done character for me. I just—I think it's so well done. He even got to say what all of his problems were, and he laid out and even said like, "Look, and I've got this Juice Robinson guy opening up some old wounds." Yeah, and Adam didn't hear a word of mm. it. Oh, it's even—it's so like double heartbreaking for him. But the acclaimed walked up. And this was kind of set up last week where Max Caster was trying to like be friends with with Max, and but like MJF's got no interest in this because two weeks ago they did a vignette with adam cole and mjf where adam cole explained to mjf the concept of having two friends <laughs> and mjf was like i don't get it like yeah. i think it's weird like i think it's weird. but then on that same episode <laughs> he gave his blessing for adam cole to go and hang out with Robert <coughs> strong right. because he's like you've told me that people can have more than one friend i don't understand it but i know that you do and i know it's important to you so off you off you go so we've now got a storyline here where max might have might himself discover having more than one friend in Max Caster and the Acclaimed. I like that. I think that's a really nice story. It was confusing to me, though, that Max Caster 
explained it afterwards when Max had walked off. Just like, oh yeah, we've always been friends. I thought, I thought the whole point of this story was that Max never had any friends. Or You're saying it, you've been friends for 10 years. Or at least Max Castor <coughs> thinks that he and Max Friedman are friends. Yeah. Okay, look, I'm excited look, to see it. it it's, a, it's, it's a Twitter thing mm. because they do a lot of stuff back and forth on Twitter. I don't, I don't it's know. Like, I love I, it when he plays hard to get a yeah. sort of jokey romance thing. And here's the the, the, the the crux of this as well is that I don't get it because like, I don't see it on, on Twitter. But the crowd reacted when he said that line. So it is speaking to oh, yeah. uh, you know a small audience, but we're in front of a small audience. So that small audience was hardcore enough to, to understand the jokes that they were making. The main event was Luchasaurus versus Adam Copeland and Christian cut a pre-match promo on Copeland, made a Judgment Day reference. I forgot Edge was the leader of that. He launched them as the spooky gods. Yeah. Remember they once won by purple light. Oh, God. Um, and he Remember says... They, they magically appeared in a backstage segment once. Like They just appeared there. Mm. And it was like, how did you get here? Like, well, we're magic now. So it was nice. It was a nice parallel because... Christian was saying, look, you tried to do something somewhere. He didn't say Judgment Day by name. He said, you were their leader. I'm Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne's father. Such a good character. Christian is just sublime at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought the best line actually was when he called out Copeland's desire to be a tag team again. It's like, where was that when I was being held down? You're only coming over here now because I'm hot. I'm on the ascent. Your career is like winding down, yeah. but mine's only just getting started. I thought that like that's the crux of this. That's, this is that's very justifiable annoyance from the heel Christian against Edge. Yeah, it's gonna. I can't get used to calling him Copeland. By the way, this is my first week where I don't think I've said Edge. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty proud of myself because <laughs> it's it's not been easy. Did you hear um uh Enric Barney trying to rename the Education? No, he called it the Copelocution. And <laughs> Down on the Royal Review says, like, oh, you got to try these things out. Mm-hmm. Haven't you? Sometimes you just got to say the word, hear it out loud, and be like, nah, it's not that. Just call it the Edge. They're calling it the Impaler, the, the Impaler, no, the impaler DT, which is what the movie is yeah. called. Uh, but the best, the, the line that got the most reaction was when Christian told Beth Phoenix to put clean sheets on the bed because he's essentially going to be Edge's daughter's new father. <laughs> he's uh remember when he did the first one of these, and he was like. Who was it? It was Jungle Boy, your dad's dead. That, you know, and everyone was like, whoa, you did that on the first week? Where are you going to go from here? I said, oh, you yeah. somehow managed to top it for <laughs> I, a year I, I, and a half. I found a lot of dead dads. <laughs> hey, hey, it's, it's amazing there's so many. <laughs> it's wrestling. You want to hear about some dead dads? <laughs> Welcome to the world of bro. They just released the trailer for the, uh, the Von Erich family <laughs> movie. <laughs> uh, I, I thought this was, was really great. What is your over-under on... Beth Phoenix showing up in AEW. Oh, should I mean technically her voice already has right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, very high. So I don't know what if she's under a Legends deal with WWE. I don't know what her status mm. is, but I'd, I'd be curious to know. I want her to show up, but I don't want her to show up under her name or anything. It'll sort of be like Lana, where she's just called hot and flexible <laughs> for a while. But whatever the Beth version of that is, Adam's wife. Adam's <laughs> wife. Adam. Just, just Beth. Yeah. Uh, so then Edge ran down on that line, but it was it was a trap, quite a well-sprung trap, uh, because Nick Wayne grabbed Edge's Copeland's foot, <laughs> Luchasaurus beat him, and this was a prolonged beatdown, which I I really enjoyed. 
just working over Copeland, working over Copeland. And it all built to uh, Copeland's comeback. So weird to say Copeland over and over again. And it was a really good spot when Edge went... (laughs) Edge went to spear Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus moved. Nick Wayne had put a chair in the corner and Edge speared the chair and Luchasaurus chokes him. I thought, he's going to beat him. Nope, kick out. And the finish was great. Christian ran down, tried to use the belt on Edge, but Edge got it and hit Luchasaurus with it from behind, threw it back to Christian. So when Luchasaurus gets up and essentially no-sells that shot, he's looking at Christian. And that really neatly ties into this whole thing that Edge is trying to accomplish, which is expose Christian as a bad dad. Mm -hmm. In fact, he's the worst dad. (laughs) But it was a really, really good finish. Uh, And then... Copeland hit the spear for the win. And then we basically just got Brawlomania because mm. Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus started beating him down. Danielson ran out for the save because he's going to be facing off against um, Christian now for the TNT Championship on Collision. The rest of the Blackpool Combat Club minus Moxie ran down because they've got a match uh, on Rampage uh, against Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus, mm. I believe. Or it might be. Like, they're certainly in action. And then mogul embassy ran down and then hangman page ran down and the final shot of the night was danielson putting uh christian in the label lock and christian tapping out uh while edge sort of like sneered on mm. cool finish really good finish great visual sell for collision felt yeah. like it felt like a go home show for collision you could tell they were in the 10 minute overrun as well because mm. like excalibur was essentially welcoming in new viewers mm, who tuned in tuning in for what the next show on tbs was that he was there like hammering home this is aew this is title tuesday you are <laughs> watching adam copeland's debut match in all elite wrestling I thought uh, a very enjoyable episode. I gave it 80% overall um, because as, as enjoyable as it was, I it's still weirdly like coldish. Um, and I've seen what a hot AEW is. And it was, yep. it was a, a year and a half, two years ago. So yeah, just four out of five for me, if I'm being honest. I'd, I'd have said the same thing. Um, but a great four out of five. A great four out of five. But this is, you know, the, 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 the wealth of riches that we're currently mm-hmm. in at the moment, which is that you can just do like four out of five shows. And it's just like, yeah, a- another four out of five <laughs> show because I just had a, a great wrestling show on TV this week. I, I-, I had a-, a very, very good time with it. Um, let's do our Patreon shout outs. Do you know what's won the poll for your return oh, to no. Wrestle Talk Extra? Halloween Havoc 97, which is the Ray Eddy. Ah, uh, cool. I feel like we've not done that one. No, we've done 98. You always get 97 <laughs> and 98 mixed up. Do you remember when you once were asked, like, worst Halloween Havoc, and you wrote down 97, and everyone was like, whoa, with the Eddie uh, Ray match? You're like, oh, no, what's the oh, one with Hogan 90. Warrior? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 97. Although, in fairness, 97 hasn't got a whole much mess of you know, yeah. it's, it's hogan and piper in the the main events oh that'll be fun to do a wcw show i'm looking forward to doing mm. a wcw show regardless but yeah that's going to be winning the poll uh, also out today will be wrestle talk behind the scenes and then next week will be wrestle talk after dark with myself dave bradshaw tempest and ben 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Good production Ben. Production manager Ben. So uh, let's shout out our Patreon backers with your personalized shout outs. If you are one of our $25 and above Patreon Play Champions, you'll get your name read out like these fine folk the singing luchador Joseph Santana. The heir to the throne, Kate Ayers. Always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. Pick him up, loot sponge. Lord Chris Santo. Too hot to handle, Lonnie McCulloch. <laughs> Manipulating Manny Umaria. He was at the show last night. Oh, was he? Yeah, he came over to us. No way. Yeah, and he was like, oh, I'm actually a patron. I was like, oh, what's your name? Oh, just Manny Umaria. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Manipulating Manny Umaria? Uh, wait, wait, wait. The needs of the Manny Connish outweigh the needs of the few. What a good name. Uh, how do you like them apples, Marcel Dura? Have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. The real boss, Matt Robinson. And Max Kurt Wallander Wallen. Thank you all so much to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Speaking of wonderful people, let's hear the rest of your Omega chats. And Power Packers 90 here says, I mean, I think that's the joke about the Tony Storm stuff. She's nuts, so her film's story doesn't make sense, and no one wants anything to do with her. Yeah, so I, I, I was trying to like figure out what was happening, and I thought, oh yeah, so she is delusional. Of course, in that sense, it would only be her doing all of this, so there's no camera crew. That's why there's no multiple shots. That's why she's playing parts against nothing. But then I was like, ah, I still don't like it, though, even I, with that explanation. I'm still on board for Timeless Tony Storm. When <clears> she <throat> ran down and she threw a shoe, a pops. Mm. And I had a good time with it. I, this week's a blip. Uh, D. Grayson here said, As a Jewish man, I feel this may not be the week to do the mm. Someone Threatens MJF with Quarters bit, but maybe it is, though. MJF being loudly and proudly Jewish does mean a lot this week. Yeah, there's there's an argument for uh, for both, I think. Yeah, William, uh, William Rosmer here says, Ballsy promo to pull if the WBD contract isn't signed yet. An anti-Semitic storyline that would be in bad taste at most times, even worse considering real-life issues. Max doesn't speak for all Jewish people. People have the right right to find it offensive yeah. oh yeah everyone's oh, yeah. got the right to be offended yeah i'm bald now says powerhouse hobbs finished sammy story also ollie davis have you been working out as your shirt doing its thing right now your arms are looking huge <laughs> oh thank you very much uh the, the answer is no and yes because i didn't work out for about two months and uh i, I felt very bad and, and wagooey <laughs> Which is the the Japanese beef I a lot of. So the the wagyu cows apparently they're fed beer, and and they're massaged to make them super relaxed. Mm. Uh, so ready for slaughter, ready to kill, and <laughs> Ollie to eat. Yeah. And their meat is very tender because of that. I'm like, I wanna, I just wanna be wagyu now. <laughs> Give me beer and massage me. Ready for slaughter? No, no, no. Well, Sarge maybe at the end of my life, I think that's a great way to go out. Oh, like Soylent Green. <laughs> yeah. I'll be delicious. Spoilers for that book, by the way. But then but then I went the other way and I thought, no, actually, I, I feel very, very just sort of unhealthy because yeah. I've, I've not eaten great for three weeks. And I could tell that you were back on form with it as well because it was one of the first things you said to my wife when she was in oh, the yeah. office yesterday was like, oh, I'm going to CrossFit. I've got a flex. <laughs> 
the derbiest of derps says, saw a neat bit of fancy booking online last night. What if OC winning the title again is part of a slow heel turn where he becomes obsessed with mm. his title and it causes him to neglect the best friends and possibly get a heel faction in order to keep the title? I mean, I can't see how it works, but like I said, been consistently proved wrong by Casting. Zin says, Luke, Ollie, hope your trip to Japan went well. My favorite thing right now is Tony Storm. If you were a pair, uh, if you were to pair her with any wrestler for these vignettes, who would you choose? Personally, I think the perfect uh, choice would be Danhausen, trying to keep uh, trying yeah, to be yeah. uh, trying to keep to a trolley track, etc. Well, yeah, of course, because uh, Tony's doing classical Hollywood, and Danhausen is mimicking German expressionism from the twenties. Yeah, but the answer is RJC. Yeah, RJC <laughs> is the right answer. He's so good. Particularly if he is speaking yeah. in these silent movies. Oh, that'd be funny. Like, <laughs> he just speaks out loud. Reverse shot to Tony Storm. Yeah. Title card. Yeah. There's and a like, good way oh, to do this. Yeah. Quote the Raven said, correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't Juice Robinson been using a roll of quarters for years yeah. as his gimmick? Also, who should take the dynamite diamond ring from MJF? I don't think it's the right. It's not. This won't be this year. Mm. I think he'll be like a five year uh, holder of that title. Yeah. Plus like if because they obviously are doing leaning into an anti-semitic storyline i think you want the jewish person in that to go over and defeat the bully Probably, so yeah retaining the diamond ring john rye here says with orange cassidy's new attitude he beats moxley in the rematch and joins the blackpool combat club maybe he's trained as danielson's replacement also i can't wait to hear the monster pop when mjf scissors max caster i hadn't even thought of it that's the moment he shows the friendship he scissors him ah that and that is right out of the max playbook isn't it yeah give a very simple uh move or gesture that doesn't actually kill you when you're wrestling you can and you just up. build to it build that up for ages uh, they'll definitely do that i bet that's they've been thinking about that for months yeah justin edel he's been a member for 10 months in a row says hi lads the role of quarter with max's name really soured me on the segment you can tell the story of max losing everything and just leave that part out hmm. Kevin here says uh, we're now segueing into NXT stuff uh, I believe anyway uh, Kevin says uh, I enjoyed both shows but the title change on AEW didn't land for me it just left me with a huh yeah. sure I guess feeling Swerve versus Brian was awesome because of course it was and I also enjoyed Page versus White on the Juice promo I wouldn't have booked it if I had the pen but with that said I thought this was a good opportunity to have MJF finally snap they took his belt they outnumbered him they opened up his old wounds I wish he'd revert to his old self especially because Adam Cole is isn't there to help him not do so. Mm. It'd be mm. also been cool to have the masked man attack Juice backstage for an example to further that part of the story. I just felt with such a charged segment with everything MGF went through and what's happening in the world, just walking out and trying to call his friend wasn't enough. But I understand that they're trying to show that he's matured and is someone new. Mm. I thought the cat, the you know, all the all the larger uh, things aside, I thought the character work and how the character would react for that character was flawless. Bizarro Big L said, MGF made me a big fan. His ability to use his struggles and hate to promote good has grown my respect for him. Definitely will watch his vid tomorrow. MGF showing his rejection disorder helped me put a name to anxiety I have had for years. I truly respect him for that. Big difference between NXT and AEW booking. AEW just put on a really good show built well on their own roster with some regular guests in Suzuki. NXT had their roster overshadowed with the main roster talent and will drop off who will drop off and not be there next week. 
Yeah, but NXT has been growing with their own talent. So, well, yes and no. Mm. Oh, yeah, because Becky and it, Dom. It's <laughs> Becky and Dom that are drawing the ratings. Main, you know, main roster Becky and Dom. It's weird. What they've done, WWE have been smart here because now I'm seeing Undertaker, Cena, and Cody as the main roster people, and then NXT, <laughs> Becky Lynch, and Dominic. <laughs> you're, t- you're taking away their TV time. <laughs> Andy Sandbox said it's become comical how these shows were stacked and promoted I don't mind the shots back and forth I'm here for the chaos but I'm dreading the discourse later today when the ratings come out because I want both companies coming happy with the shows here's a great way you have this Andy just don't don't go online just read the number read you know, the, Brian read... Alvarez just tweets the numbers doesn't he yeah. so just look at the numbers and then don't read you know, any of the discourse. That's it. You know the numbers. You've got a fact. You can form your opinions with that fact. Yeah. And then go, go and watch You know, last night's Bake Off. I haven't seen it yet. No. So, you know, go and watch that. Um, unless the numbers don't say what you want them to. In which mm. case, then you're going to have to dig down. Yeah. And you're going to have to find ways to justify those numbers to fit your own narrative. That's what? where it'll probably go, of course. I think if the numbers don't look like the numbers you want them mm. to be, I would probably set aside a good two to three hours, create a couple of Reddit accounts, start a couple of new Twitter accounts, and really just you know go to town on, on, on the discourse. And... The the big like winning argument if you're you know pro AEW in this and you, you lose then you say well a billion went to charity <laughs> not a billion a billion toys a billion I thought you said a billion dollars worth but of then, toys but then we've changed it now to a billion toys a bi- <laughs> it's a billion toys either way there's loads and then if AEW win and you're pro NXT and WWE you just say well, they had to give all that money to chat. They bought those views. They bought the view. <laughs> Just had a bunch of like all the action figures watching a TV don't count. <laughs> You know, just be a good couple of first name bunch of number accounts, yeah. and you'll have a great few hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just watch The Bear on Disney Plus because it's, yeah, the, it's, it's the finest show of the last ten years. Anyway, oh, Luke, that's a big claim. What are you talking about? You... What, what show's been better than The Bear Succession. in the last ten years? It's not been better than the bear. Honestly, the bear is the finest bit of television in the last okay. ten years. You haven't, you haven't finished it, have you? I haven't finished it, no. And oh. I really enjoy it. Oh, what are you doing? You're Kong Skull Island in there again. <laughs> mate, where did you get to see this? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Anyway, back to uh, Andy's, uh, sh- uh, Andy's uh, thoughts. Yeet! Orange Cassidy had that look in his eyes. I'm ready for serious Orange Cassidy run, desperate to keep the title. Excited to see where he goes with it. They got three matches in before commercials, and the commercials were mostly contained non-wrestling, uh, contained to the non-wrestling board. Mm. So, you know, Tony Storm stuff and the Don Callis stuff. I love the format overall for the show. AEW was given a lot from Warner Brothers last <coughs> night. I have one main criticism for the women's match. This is the same match as Sheeta vs. Storm, isn't it? Except same finish. Spray into a finish into a kick out with a, into a roll-up win. That's what I mentioned earlier. I just love, 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 love everything about Jay White. His physique is I don't know, cartoonish uh, yeah. with how like narrow and angular he is. His sudden flatliner is so crisp. The move on Hangman's knee into the mm. corner was so uh, looked so good and bad. Best Uranaki in the game. Bad as promos. When Don Callis is on screen, I don't want to listen to him. I want to boo and hate him. When Jay White is on screen, I want to listen mm. to him and hate him. I don't take the criticisms about the crowd being quiet against him. I genuinely think people are listening to him because these promos have been, pun, dynamite. The Bang Bang Belt is also gold. 
I think that's great. Yeah, it's good. Um, I'm really glad Juice Robinson is sharing so much of the screen time and gets these moments with MJF. Bullet Club Gold is easily the best thing in AEW right now. Guns up. After seeing Copeland in the main event, yeah, I can get behind watching Copeland in AEW. That jump off the stairs into the spear was probably mm. the nicest looking mid-air spear I've ever seen. It was very nice. Uh, Bacon Rasher here on the subject of NXT. What about that Roman Unshane one? That Survivor Series. Yeah, that, that awful. That really, really <laughs> hurt Shane, that one. Yeah. That, that proper concussion yeah that was a horrible spear yeah great on paper <laughs> terrible in execution what could go wrong with shane mcmahon doing a spot is that also the same match where jericho has to tell him to slow oh, down maybe it is yeah, yeah. i could yeah I but could in the year out shane was in so many survivor series matches mm. as part of team smackdown most over guy bacon rash <laughs> on the subject of nxt hi lads welcome back ollie i ended up watching nxt first it was a really good show mellow is going places getting the rub from cena mm. and taker speaking of taker bang bang gang on trikes hilarious and tony storm is amazing but was the end of aew a bit wwe i'd say no because the one thing that AEW used to come under so much criticism for was every show ended with a brawl. It's a bit WCW. Yeah, this is almost classic AEW in a way, which is, in itself, WCW. And I really enjoyed this, but, you know, they haven't done it for a while. I, I like this a lot. And ending. it's smart if you are doing the 10-minute overrun. Mm. Hopefully some new, you know, <clears throat> new eyes on the product. Rob McDonut here said, I hope Tony stays away from the title. Give others the chance to shine mm. in the title picture and Tony can build a story for the women that isn't just once gold. You could have... <gasps> multiple segments oh. also fix smackdown's women's just remove charlotte's hmm. I mean, yeah. you know i so for my wrestle league predictions for fast lane i looked at my predictions i thought i predicted no title changes surely there'll be a title change what's most likely to have a title change charlotte's gonna win the belt yeah so i just clicked charlotte and of course i ended with my i ended with fewer points than i went in with I did minus one on my predictions. I uh, I also did bad because I had Charlotte down mm. as well. I just I, I said this on the prediction show. I was like, it's Charlotte in a triple threat. She's either not taking the pin or she's winning yeah, the match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nathan here says, um, WBD have purchased BT Sport, which is now called TNT Sport, meaning all WWE shows are on Discovery Plus now in the UK, mm. and they obviously have AEW in the US. Have you heard anything if this is a play from WBD to earn TV rights to both AEW and WWE in the US and UK? No, they're just the, the way sort of different uh, localities work. Uh, it's just different rights. Yeah. Um, go, you know, top, top, top up into what parent, whatever parent company, but usually distinct limited entities as well. Sid here says, in reference to the controversy, why are all these people that call wrestling fake the same people who don't seem to realize wrestlers are playing characters? Mm. When an actor plays Hitler, no one calls for them to be tried for war crimes. Uh, Wan Villa has been in Memberg for 25 months in a row. Says, Ollie, do you swerve when you drive? Do I swerve when I drive? Is this a. It's a reference to something. Is it a Strickland thing? We're looking at social media, Abby. You're, on, you're, you're perpetually online. Yeah, it's in the, in the music. Isn't it? Oh, oh is it Swerve's song. song? Yeah. Right. I, I, I hear the song when he comes out, but I, I've not listened to it outside <laughs> of the, the context of a wrestling show. It says it in the show. So there you go. So it's Swerve Strickland's entrance theme song. No, no, I'm, I'm actually a really safe driver. Yeah, me too. I was once told to go faster by my driving instructor. <laughs> I've, um, I've only ever been in one car crash. 
And it was not my fault, despite what the uh, the insurance says. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only because I was in a six-car pileup, yeah. and the way they said it was oh, like, "It sounds so big." And the way they everyone said it was like, "Well, you're all at fault." You walk, you walked out unscathed what, from what? a six-car. I, I got minor women's whiplash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to quote Alan Partridge, <laughs> uh, Caleb here says Shadow the Hedgehog is basically Sonic has a gun, and now Gun Sonic has a gun. Guns up for Sonic <laughs> for Shadow the Hedgehog. I uh, love you, lads. Hope you're well-rested, boss man, Ollie. Also, have you thought about setting up the pre-record podcast as premieres? No. Ooh. So I actually saw someone else say this. You should do the like, the SmackDown one as a premiere. Premieres on YouTube aren't designed for, like, mm. us. Well, at least they, they didn't used to be when we looked into it a couple of years ago. They're designed for, like, movie studios to do trailers with. Like, because it's premieres, the, the way we've been sort of previously told about it, is they don't fall into the algorithm the same way mm. regular uploads do. Those initial views don't count towards the overall views. It's yeah. more of a marketing stunt rather than something that's a sustainable yeah. revenue-generating weekly show. Uh, Ryan V said, I'll admit I'm a total AEW mark, but Ollie just made, uh, just want to remind people watching, we all win. Sorry, oh, yeah. I'll admit I'm an AEW mark like Ollie, but just want to remind people uh, we're watching, we all win. Oh, oh my God, yeah. Competition is the greatest thing. But wrestling was so bad before AEW came along. <laughs> WWE was awful, and now they're forced to get their act together. And WWE's great, and AEW's great. They put The Undertaker on NXT. They brought The Undertaker out of retirement, more or less, mm. to come and just do a chokeslam on Bron Breaker because of competition and because we're in a war. That's amazing. Mm. We, like, the only people who will benefit from, from this is, is us. Yeah. Well, we benefit the most from it anyway. Uh, and the rest of us, because they get paid more. The Pain Train says, don't drink Fosters. It's terrible. Most mm. of us Aussies hate it. Oh, Oh, I know. Like we go, we do our shows from an actual brewery where they brew nice drinks. So we'd have to drink Foster's. We'd have to bring it in. I once, when I was a student, uh, my local pub, the Honest Politician, you could buy Foster's for two pounds, or a pint of Foster's for mm. two pounds, or a pint of Cronenberg for two pound ten. And I once was like, I can't be bothered with having ninety p's worth of change in my pocket because this was back in the day mm. when you you used money to to buy goods and services. So I bought a Foster's because I'd then get three pounds mm. worth of change. Such a mistake. <laughs> Foster's was gross and disgusting. Yeah. I think it is, it's not, is it worse than Carling? Because Carling, is, I think, is objectively the worst lager in the world. I don't remember. I just don't go near it anymore. No, just fine a, wines. You're a Guinness man. I'm a Guinness man. And, yeah. and your fine wines. And my sake. <laughs> When you come around to mine, I've got a sake set. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. Get on that. Uh, Ket says, uh, I'll never understand tribalism. Wrestling right now is the best it's ever been. This is why competition is good. It keeps the companies on their toes and brings out the best in them. Also, I love you, Shida. I hope you have a great title run. That's a nice comment. Yeah. And Hannah Allen here says, I cracked it all with the toys. Cracked it. Never change, boys. Jay White's promos are fire. People don't get them because it's different. Different is good, people, especially in wrestling. Copeland is change, and that's a good thing. Adam! <laughs> MJF sets this up for a reason, his career. He intentionally goes back on his history because it's in his storyline. Plant the seeds and watch them grow. People have the right to be upset, but please don't use it to fuel the hate for the product. Mm. Um, also, just got to check the poll here. Um, <laughs> uh, and to answer the other question as well about, um, you know, doing premiers and stuff for the Saturday, uh, the mod mother is here said, don't do premiers. I like having Saturdays off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now going to end the poll here. And what did you give Dynamite? 80%. The chats say 
79 percent oh. it was at 80% just before I finished uh, click finish the poll 79% thumbs up uh, in the middle 15% why it's because I'm an AW mark yeah you see the uh, I got comments on a, a video that was taken out of context on the old Twitter machine mm. and one of those comments was wrestle talker huge WWE shills and another comment underneath that was like I can't watch AEW that like they just, I can't watch wrestle talk they just love AEW and hate mm. WWE it's mad isn't it yeah it's mad but that's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. We will now be back on Saturday with the SmackDown review. Oh, yeah. Two whole Oh, days my God. No I actually thought it was Thursday. <laughs> no. I was going to say Taskmaster's on, but it's not. That's on it's Thursday. It, today is Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Isn't that straight? Yeah. Yeah. Well. We should we should know. Abby sat right there to show that it's Wednesday. Oh, my God. Abby's here. <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching. Go and check out our Instagram stories, by the way, because Social Media Abbey would have been clipping things out of this show from a, a fun little angle over there. So go and check out our Instagram and our old Twitter machines and stuff. And uh, we'll see you on Saturday with the next edition of the WrestleTalk podcast. Until then, I've been Luke and DAD. That has been Ollie Davis. Arigato Gazimas. Jam that jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.